Episode number 52. Can't pull that off. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe. And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life. Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Uh, today, I'm very happy because the sun is shining. And we're here at the cafe talking about why following your passion is bad advice. Okay, we can't get there first now. We oh, gotta say on. it's your birthday today it, while we're recording this. Yes. And it's my birthday. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm even more excited, more excited that the sun is shining and I can eat cake all day than I am about getting a year older. But there you go. That's better. That's right. So yeah, you're a year it's cake older. Day. But it's a good day. Yeah, it's a good day for your birthday. Day. Good day to be recording the podcast today. Because the sun is out, as you say. There's honestly <laughs> nothing I would rather do than sit here and chat with you. Absolutely. For my birthday. All right. So now you were saying something about passion. So, yes. Because you know. Yes. <laughs> I came across this article, which I really liked because the follow your passion thing bugs me. Okay. That's so, interesting. Tell us why. Why is it bugging well, because I, I see it makes people feel like if they don't know exactly one passion that they have, because it, it's passion, like you can't have multiple. Yeah. It's like you have to find that one thing that satisfies you in, in an amazing way. And you can point to certain people like, you know, famous people like Steve Jobs or, you know, people who, there's a lot of doctors who kind of always knew they wanted to be doctors or something. And actors and so Yeah, exactly. At the top of so you game. can pick different people and it's like, it's really the thing to say that like, I always knew I wanted to do this. And then for the rest of us, we're like, uh, well, I, I don't know. So what, what am I supposed to do? I, I have to go find this passion and I, I don't know if I have it. And yeah. Maybe I've lost it. Maybe I'm doing all the wrong things. So I feel like it kind of creates this bad kind of way of thinking about your life for most of us. And then the other thing is that I see is that for people that have something that they want to do, like a dream that they're like, I want to achieve this or this is what I want to go into, there's a... There's, there's no more than the, the tagline for it. It's like, follow your dreams, follow your passion, don't give up. And it's like, well, what does that even mean? Like, I, I just feel like it makes a lot of people assume that if you're being true to your passion, it's definitely going to happen because you're true to your passion. Yeah. And, you know, you're not really going to have any pitfalls or, you know, and you see, especially with the kind of, you know, love of famous people in our current society. It's like, you know, you look at all these examples of people and you just, you don't see all the struggles behind the scenes. You just see them doing their thing yeah. perfect. And uh, yeah, it just bugs me. No, so I, I, yeah, I so it. I found this uh, article, why following your passion is bad advice. And yeah. I thought, yeah, that's a good one. It's, um, it's an interesting one because I think it's working at, and all the things that you just said there, I think there's a number of different levels to unpack in it because you're right. There's like the, the bubblegum mantra is, you know, follow your, pursue your passion is a thing. And that, you know, built off of, and I used to be bad at or an advocate of the pursue your passion thing. And there's a buzz. We haven't had that buzz in ages. Um, but 
So we have to probably unpack it at a couple levels because I think there's this, this, there's this sentiment that, hey, life is short, right? We got into that sort of space, so we moved into the life is short, so you might as well, and you spend the majority of your time at work, so you might as well do the thing that you're passionate about. And so we had this thing about passion and profits, like try to blend those two together. And of course, your, your marketeers and people that kind of hang in that space that sell you on the idea of pursuing that and giving over your money, it's like, okay, yes, once you've got your passion, just sort of go for it because it's, well, you'll have to work for it, but it's available for you to do. And you shouldn't not do it because if you don't do it now, when would you ever do it? And would you get to the end of your life and regret? And there's all that kind of speak in there. And I think some of it's true, but some of it's maybe true, but we haven't gone to the depth to bottom out what it is. And I think where it gets contentious is where you want to do the turn your passion into profit. So then you're thinking, ah, I got this passion. If I can find it, then when I do find it, I should be able to quit my job mm-hmm. and then make, make money from it. Yeah, you know, make all sorts of money to sustain myself from. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that because I do have a problem with that that aspect of it. I think there's another level to that, and, we, and you didn't mention it in your intro, and I think you talked about it in the article, is this idea about purpose. But I think there's two levels to the whole purpose game as well, because I think sometimes saying find you, that, that you're here for a reason and we have, all have a purpose can also do the same thing as pursue your passion, as in, I don't know what my purposes so now I have all this anxiety and angst and I'm unhappy because other people seem to have their purpose but I don't know what mine is um, and then who's the person giving me this this sort of purpose but because I lack it then something must be wrong with me kind of thing so yeah, yeah. okay no good yeah I mean the reason I liked this article also is that it gave kind of seven different things that we should be thinking about instead so it wasn't just a critique of this is not worth it, you know, forget passion. It was let's redefine what we actually mean. So, so basically the article starts off by talking about, um, you know, the, the common, like you're saying, bubblegum kind of slogan that uh, pursue your passion, pursue your passion. And, and it talks about Steve Jobs' commencement speech in 2005 where he says, you know, find that thing that you love doing and if you haven't found it, don't give up, keep looking. And, like, I I understand what he's talking about. I think that staying in a job that you hate, even if you're good at it, can be a big trap for a lot of people. And, you know, I'm experiencing a little bit of that right now. It's hard to extract yourself from something that you are very efficient at doing and that provides some money but if, you know, so it's, it's not like I'm saying that's the right thing to do, but equally, it's really easy to look at someone like Steve Jobs and say, oh, you know, he pursued his passion and because he was true to his passion, he was a super phenomenal success. And, and to link it back, instead of all the things that he did along the way, link it back to, well, he was true to his passion and his, you know, so, so that's why it happened for him. Well, yeah, so I think it's telling a complete story, isn't it? Yeah. Because so, I, I, I guess I get the idea is if it is something that you want to do, you don't have forever to, you're not going to be around forever. So it is, if there is something that you want to do, then go for it. Yeah. But a lot of times, and we may, I don't know if we talked a little bit about fear last 
week. I'm not sure, but sometimes we let fear hold us back from because we we want guaranteed success. So, but there's no, there's nothing that's. We guaranteed. were talking about that off mic with me. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know there isn't any guaranteed success, but why not go ahead and pursue the thing that you're after? So. Mm-hmm. You know, so if Steve Jobs will go after this thing, but he's willing to go to the lowest lows of what that might mean in the struggle because he really wants to attain that thing. Yeah. Um, and because it's his passion, it'll sustain him through the struggle. So he'll be willing to do what is necessary, what it takes to become successful. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the article then kind of goes into the fact that the story of this that kind of sits underneath this slogan, follow your passion, doesn't match up with the reality of how people who pursue their passion become successful. So it doesn't match up with the story of how Steve Jobs, for instance, or other people like him got successful, you know? So yeah, anyway, so, so for instance, like one of the things that it's, so the article goes through and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes, but one of the things is practice, not passion. So practice, and, and you know, I thought of, um, Mel- I, I always think of Malcolm Gladwell's book, uh, Outliers. Yeah. Because I, I really, um, for, for people who don't know Malcolm Gladwell, he's written quite a few books. Um, Tipping Point and Outliers are some of the most well-known, but he kind of takes, it's like an amalgamation of all these different studies. So it's almost like he doesn't do studies himself, but he takes all the different research on a particular question and tries to answer, like, why do some people rise to the top of their field of whatever yeah. they're doing? And really, one of the standout things that everyone remembers from my book is the 10,000 hours of practice yeah. that takes to master any particular skill. And, you know, he always he, he uses Mozart as one of the main examples of that, where we think now the story about Mozart is that he was a child genius. And the story that we like to tell about him is that he was almost destined to do this because he just was a complete virtuoso creative talent just flowed from him. But actually, you know, Malcolm Gladwell goes through the real story of Mozart and how actually he was born of a virtuoso father who started him practicing when he was super tiny. By the time he was in his 20s, his hands were deformed from so much practice. Like his hands were actually physically bone structure deformed because he had practiced so much by the time he was in his 20s. So, I mean, that just tells a totally different story. And I think that's the thing where, you know... Is it a totally different story or is it a story that points out that there's more to the story to pursue your passion? As in, are you willing to do what it takes to, to... to pursue your passion are you willing to put 10,000 hours or more or have your hands deformed because I know that I want to play the piano or the the guitar I mean I think you can have a passion and not be driven to an extreme in that way and that's okay too and you can still you know like my brother for instance loves golf he's a big golfer and we grew up in a you know community in Florida where you know Mm. golf is like a thing and you know, at one point he was kind of having a career change and I was like, you know, have you thought about actually going into golf? And he was like, you know, I don't really want to make it something, like you're saying, link my passion with money because yeah. I'm afraid it's going to ruin it for me and I really like to golf and I like, you but know, I don't want it. that's the difference right there, I think. I think, so that's the, that's the, that's making the, the pursue your passion, make it, a, make it 3D because we just hate that title mm-hmm. but it's, 
it's when people say actually I would like to my passion to be more so you hear that saying about you know do what you love and love what you do you'll never work another day in your life so if you are if you turn your passion into profit then hey how great is that to be doing the thing that you love doing all day long as opposed to trying to squeeze it in when you've got a little bit of time here or when you're off for work you know so you spend your 12 or 14 hours a day at work and then you're so tired that you don't have time to put into your passion so the dream that people throw out at you is well why not turn your passion into profits and you know if, hey you wanted to yeah. be a, a writer then well right why are you spending your time slugging Doing it out in an office yeah. just you know go all in yeah. and do what you need to do whatever that takes if that means that you're eating ramen noodles because yeah. you know you don't have to have a big expense but it allows you to write then eat ramen noodles if you're really passionate about pursuing that thing um, so I think it's it's because there is something that says you know what maybe your passion is just your hobby and you just do it as your leisure there's no need yeah, to want to turn think, it into something that's commercial. right I, I think that um, your passion like another element to the like you're saying if we're using that make it 3D kind of mm. metaphor then another element is how your passion links in with li the lifestyle that you want because sometimes like you know if I take the instance of my brother in golf part of that passion is that it's within a within a lifestyle and that's a bit more relaxed whereas if you went into that as a career it becomes intense and it takes away an aspect of the passion yeah you know and so you know and I, I think there's a lot of things about lifestyle that we don't really take into consideration. Well, it becomes so, a business when you turn it and, into and money. It, and I might not be good stressful. at business, is it? Yeah, That's right. It becomes a business and people forget about the business aspect. They're just thinking about the passion. There's a book called The E-Myth. Um, Gerber, I think, is the sur surname. And he talks about how you have... Um, the person, they're really good at doing what they're doing, so someone says, just what you just said, your brother, why don't you do it as a job? And they think, oh, yeah, so I don't have to have a, a boss because I'm really good at this thing, so, yeah, I'll go and I'll become a independent, set up my own business doing it. But they are really good at doing it, and they're passionate about the thing, but what they forget is that actually, when you go into the business end, your job no longer is turning the tools. you got to step up, you got to think about all the business end, marketing, sales yeah and you don't have time to be working in the business because you should be working on the business instead of in it so the reason that you started the business because it was your passion is a thing that probably holds you back from being successful because if you are turning the tools you're not doing the things you need to do to make it a successful business and i think that's a disconnect that people there's miss. a nut yeah there's totally another um this not passion thing and that that matches up with that I'll find that hmm. in a sec but yeah exactly yes. no I think that's right that that your passion can kind of blind you to do you know to being it was it was cho it was picking so being choosy about what you need to be doing to make something successful and success doesn't necessarily mean money but hmm. it can be if you're trying to make it at your job but passion can actually blind you to how to be most productive in what you're doing yeah and yeah. i might be passionate about it but the market might not want it either if i'm trying to change it into this is where it all the, this is where the pyramid collapses because i might be passionate about it and love it and you see this a lot of with lifestyle businesses 
um, you know, all the sort of new age stuff and coaching and, and in yoga and, um, you know, homotherapy and hypnotherapy and all these things, you see those. Um, and it may not be that there's a massive market for it out there. You're passionate about it. You know that it can help people and you love it. But does the market want it? Is that where people want to spend their money and their time? Um, and so we don't take that equation into that side of the equation into it because we haven't put the business hat on. It says actually, have I done the market research that says actually there's a big demand for this thing, and here I'm going to fill that demand, and we completely throw the consumer out and think, well, it's my passion, I'm going to pursue it. But the market's like, so what? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? So I think that's the other bit that gets missed. Is yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. side of it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Shall we take a quick break sure. and have some of your birthday cake? Ooh. <laughs> and then we'll come back and pick up on that, that thought. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. I'm Clay Lowe. The Havana Cafe Sessions podcast is a listener-supported show, which means it's brought to you by people like you. If you pop over to havanacafesessions.co.uk and click on the Contribute page, you'll find a number of different ways you can contribute to the show if you care to do so. Leaving a review on iTunes, subscribing to the show, or sharing it with a friend are a few options. These are very valuable contributions, as is something monetary, like setting up a reoccurring payment or contributing a pound an episode. Any and all options are very much appreciated. Thank you so very much for those of you who have already done so, and thank you in advance for anybody that is considering doing so in the future. All right, let's get back to the show. So classical philosophers would have said that passion was like the danger thing wouldn't they? So yeah. passion was the thing that you, you had to try and repress so that you could be logical and kind of do the right thing, whether oh. that was duty or... I know I'm, yeah. I'm getting your hackles up now. We're getting my hackles up, yes. Go on, carry though. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, I think the interesting thing, They're too, trying to crush us is... poets, didn't they? Plato <laughs> didn't like poets and things like that because they were dangerous because you hit the emotional aspect as opposed to mm. this logic and reason. Well, I think that... You know, it's, it's interesting to look at how these words kind of shift in their meaning and our relationship mm. to them. Like, are they, do they have like a positive rosy tint on them or do they have kind of a negative tint? And I feel like it's, it's really swung full circle with passion. So if passion before was the thing that would have led you to be blind and just act, you know, you have... Um, violent acts of passion don't you and yeah. things like that so it was that kind of when did we make this sort of shift because as you're saying it I'm thinking there was a you know there before like duty would have been more of a mm. big thing so you go and you were I mean you weren't expected to pursue your passion you were just go turn the tools in the factory you're going to work 30 years doing your thing and then retire or your, passion, and you're done. or your passion would have been the thing all the things that you did in your other like social life wouldn't it Maybe I don't even think I'm thinking even before that. Before when when leisure wasn't was was an extreme luxury. So if you had some time off, you were probably you know you weren't. So we wouldn't have been using the language of pursue your passion. Yeah, no, it I wouldn't think. have. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. I think it turned when we. I guess you know you moved out of the sort of industrial age and we started having more greater wealth and. Yeah. Um, 
suddenly you've got more time on our hands. And when we and we talked about this in the episodes ago in terms of the consumer society, when we switch to becoming a consumer society, i.e. buy these goods, you know, have this big car, fast car, these different things, and your life will be great. And then we've kind of moved into that space where material things became more prevalent, I guess, after sort of 19, in the 1950-ish when we started yeah. coming out of World War II. Yeah. Um, and then you had the 80s, 90s, that whole flip to, yes, pursue your passion, pursue your thing. Life well, is rem- short. you know, there was that uh, <laughs> article that I've recycled <laughs> from months ago that I sent you about the kind of fight between the baby boomers and the millennials yes, exactly. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And, Our slacker and, generation you know, is millennials. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not a millennial. You're a Generation X. Yeah, Generation I, X. Yeah, yeah exactly. I slipped in towards the end of Generation X. but um, Well, we both did, actually. Yeah. Because you know what I think? And we have to do a podcast on this one because I'd like to explore this. I think like our age range, we're on the bad end of, not the bad end, but we're almost kind of lost within Generation X. So we're not, because we just squeezed in, we have our imprinting in the generation before us. And so, whereas if you were born like right middle of Generation X, the world looked a little bit different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, I think that this whole passion, pursue your passion thing very much fits in with that millennial ideology of like, I, you know, you know, it's, I think it's it an extreme, but... more the millennials, though. I think, so, I'm trying to pinpoint it, because, I, I mean, that was a big reframe, pursue your passion, and there's a whole poem on that um, aspect. That I and, and the reason why I'm saying that, because... Like the Generation X had that, that um, they didn't want to be like their parents, our parents, as in their parents, you know, both working and slaving away, doing a thing. And we became known as the Mac generation. We, we were happy or would be happy to just get a job working at McDonald's, hence why we were called the sort of slacker generation, because we didn't want to have to do the things. Or maybe, maybe this was the beginning of this whole pursue your passion thing was because yeah. well well it was this don't I don't want to be like my parents because I've seen how they get caught into the machine and you know the, and all they do is work but don't want that so I'm happy to just flip burgers at McDonald's because then I can I guess pursue my leisure time things and not have to get caught up in the machine and so we but also of course it was our generation that the working life shifted between the baby boomers who had a job for life pretty much yes. in the company and us that couldn't you know and then we got disillusioned because you yeah. start working and then the next thing you know you made redundant yeah. and you just became a resource yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a human resource yeah well, okay yeah well so one of the, the literally the first thing that this article um, that kicked this whole thing off says is pursue purpose not passion and for them uh, purpose isn't something that's given by a higher up thing or like uh, you have one purpose that you have to fulfill in life or something but it's um, they're framing it like passion is something that is very self-centered it's about me, me, me like what am I passionate about in my interests whereas purpose is something that connects you to they said reorients our focus to um, people and causes that we're trying to reach and serve and, and be part of and I think that's that's a really nice kind of. But doesn't it create the of, same dichotomy though? As in, well, what if I don't know what my purpose is? Then? Well, I think it's you know it's inviting for me. It was inviting me to think, 
okay, this is, these are the things I'm interested in, these are my skill sets, but it's also forcing you to then ask the question you were saying, like, does the market want it? Or is there a, what, what's out there? So it, it forces you to kind of look outside yourself and say, where is there a need for some of the things that I do and that I can contribute? Is, where is there a need for that? And what kind of, what's, what's a kind of bigger, I don't know, cause or issue or problem that I can be part of solving? But what you know? if you don't want to be, because that strikes me as very altruistic. So that's the whole altruism versus egoism. No, but I think anybody can, any, any job, you can think that. Like there's always a market or a need for something. And if you're in business and you're not thinking about the market and the need, then you're in problems. You know, it's a, you know and all these kind of just teacher, nurse, doctor, engineer, lawyer, you know, everybody's got their thing where they're like, I'm really good at admin. Yeah. You know, I really like, you know, putting things... This is an example. I'm terrible at admin. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> but, um, you know, there are people that are really good at it and find it really satisfying. And then it feels really good because you're the thing, one of the things that you're good at. It doesn't have to be the only thing or the only thing you're interested in. Is that your passion and your purpose? The, the, that, that's one of your, that's your purpose, that's basically. That's one of your but skills. It's, but it, it, I suppose it's like purpose with a small p. It's like find a purpose that makes you feel fulfilled. And you know, for me, I thought about my mom because my mom's not very interested in retiring because she likes her job. And she, um, you know, stayed home with, with me and my brother for a long time. And so she kind of, like, I've been at home. I've done that, you know, I'm happy to work. And, you know, she's still in that zone where she thinks, I, I, I want to get up and do something that I can feel I've accomplished something today. Maybe I've helped somebody in a small way or whatever. And not to say that you have to work, you can volunteer, you can do all kinds of stuff with your friends, whatever. But um, I think there's an element to that 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 is about reconnecting with a need out of outside yourself that is important. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you buy that? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, well, and not. Not, I think what you, you outlined is is great, and I and so there's, so from I guess from a philosophical point of view, it's, it is the bringing out the altruism argument and the utilitarian argument and the egoist argument and the pragmatism argument, as in what's the point of life and what how do you orient yourself? So I may be, maybe my whole thing is just life. I don't even think in terms of purpose or passion. I just like getting up. I go do my thing and yeah. I come and I don't have these grand thoughts. Ruth is a lot like that. For her, it's just, you know, if you ask her what her passion is or purpose is, she doesn't even have hobbies. For her, it's, you know, just just get up and do life. And But that's happiness for her. Is yeah, just totally. Get up and do life. Um, whereas others, it might creep in that say, yes, you need to find a purpose. And this might be purpose with a big P, i.e. I, need, I have something that I want to fulfill. I want to go out and help but a I lot bet. of people. And it sounds to me like Ruth helps a lot of people in the community. And it sounds to me also like, you know, I, I can only speak for myself as a mother so far with young kids, but there is a kind of satisfaction that comes out of parenting even where it's like there is a purpose to that too so it's not you know it doesn't have to be like the big philosophical purpose it can just be like yeah i've can i found a way to connect what i can give 
I was to other people. I was having this conversation with myself in the car coming thinking about it. Cause we, Were you talking we, out loud? Yeah. Well, I, I recorded it on my recorder, but because we had this conversation so a little bit before. Yes, kind of, sort of. Um, and you have a very utilitarian view of purpose, i.e., I got my mother, so that is a purpose. Yeah. As in, yeah. That, yeah. Looking at it from that point of view, and I think that's right. I think there's there's two levels at the whole sort of yeah, purpose yeah. thing, isn't there? So there's a purpose, as in, I go to work so I get some money so I can eat. But that's my purpose. Yeah. Um, and then there's another level of purpose that says. My purpose is to help. Like God put me people. here for a reason, well, and I have to fulfill. I think that's a third level. I think there's a one that mm. says, "Well, my purpose is, or I feel my mission in life. My purpose in life is to help lots of people, and I want to help them in X way." Yeah. Then there's others that say, "Actually, you were put on the earth that middle for a purpose, yeah. and you need to discover what that purpose is, and then fulfill your sort of destiny." Would you say that the middle level is kind of like what Paulo Coelho was talking about in the pilgrimage with his sword? Yeah. Like, if, you know, so as we talked about that book last week, he's, the whole book is about him trying to find his sword, yeah. but his sword's kind of a metaphor for something, and I guess you have to figure out in the book what that thing is, and his thing is, in order to find a sword, he had to first figure out what it was supposed to be used for, yeah. like, what did he want it for? And I felt like that, that purpose, to me, it? Yeah, was like, what is my purpose yeah. here? Yeah. And that's the one that I think there's a danger of having from if you only attack it at, at face value, has the same danger as this pursue your passion. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Because then people are like, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my sword is. And so now I've got this angst because I don't know what that is. And how do you know when you have it or found it or, or what? Or do you just keep searching for it until you find the thing and the light bulb goes, oh, this must be my purpose. But I think that that can cause the same kind of anxiety as this, this pursue your passion thing if, if you take it to the marketeer's level as in, hey, I can make money off of telling people that you lack a purpose, you lack a passion. Mm. Let me show you how you can find your passion. Let me show you how you can find your purpose. Follow these steps, almost. You know, so it's like, play, yeah, so it's yeah, like so playing on the... Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. There's, a mark, there's a bunch of people out there that are... Now, because we don't have to be out in the fields turning the tools all the time, because we got all this leisure time, so there's a big population of people out there who are dissatisfied either with the current way that they work or that... You know, I don't have what others have, and how can I get it? So now, me as a marketeer saying, ah, yeah. how do I capitalize on this? Well, hey, I've got the secret to figure out how you can find this passion. So I, I take those things and I put them in a package and I sell them to people who don't know how to find their passion, who don't know what well, their Well, at first, I instill them with the anxiety that they yes, don't exactly. have a passion. They have, no, exactly. Oh, yeah, no. you could be having all these this great mm -hmm. living life thing, and, you know, so. I'll make you feel inadequate. And the whole thing, like, if you, <laughs> if you follow your passion, you'll never work a day in your life. It's yeah. like, that's really misleading, too, because everybody who is supposedly following their passion is working, and they're not necessarily every day having an amazing day. And they're doing a lot of things that, like you're saying, if they're successful, they're not just doing the thing. They're doing all the admin yeah. stuff around the thing that makes it work. Well, now, I, I actually do subscribe to the do what you love, love what you do, you never work another day in your life. But it's as an attitude, as in the work that I do. I, so it doesn't, f it, it's work, but it doesn't feel like, I, I, in fact, I'll give you a really good example. So, and I can't remember his name right now, but it was a, uh, a young blues player. 
um, and he'd been making, got these record deals, and there was all this press and stuff from him. And a lot of older blues people were disgruntled about it because they was like, he hasn't put in his dues. It's basically someone discovered him on the street corner playing his guitar. And here's the difference between this whole work thing. He's like, wait, he was like, you know what? I don't care about any of this. You could take it all away now, and I'll just go right back to the street corner where I was at and continue playing. I just love playing the blues. And that is the difference. That's, that's what I think the saying is, do what you love and love what you do and never work another day in your life. So for him, all the, all the things that go into it, it doesn't feel like work because he would be doing it anyway, even if he were paying him to do it. So there's a lot of things that I do within the work that I do that, well, a lot of times I still do do it and I'm not getting paid for it, but it, it, I would do it whether... Whether I was getting paid for it or not is 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 what I th- interpret that saying to be. Yeah. So if I'm getting paid for it, then it's just a, a bonus to also be. But that's a different situation than when you quit a job to do your passion, and you expect to only do yeah, the things that all, you automatically like. Yeah, and exactly. Like and, and and so I think it's. I think, and it's, it's probably, as we were saying, it's that whole round, and it's like telling the full story of it, isn't it? So yeah. if you do have this passion, you're going to pursue it. There's no guarantee that you're going to be successful at it. There's no guarantee that you're actually, you might be passionate about it, but you might suck at it. Like Gary Vaynerchuk is very good at pointing that out. He's like, you know, you might be passionate as heck about it, and you might be even willing to work, you know, 18 hour days but you might just suck at it yeah or you might just be okay or you might be okay or you might suck at it and and no amount of passion that you're going to do is going to have anybody so he's quite often saying we got to have the chops it's great being passionate but if you if you don't have the chops to do something that someone would want to part with money for then hey you know maybe it's not your thing maybe you just keep it as a a hobby and do some other other thing yeah um and then i remember there's another one uh just before coming over to england and i think he had a good take on this whole passion thing so um he had this basically he was and and it was i guess he was up in our generation or generation x or so no attached to a career or anything so basically he looked at i go to work to get some coins that allows me to do these things that i am passionate about and what he would do would go and would work big blocks of time, mm-hmm. save up a ton of money, quit that job, and then spend however much he accumulated just going out and pursuing the things that he loves. Then when the tank starts to run a little bit low, go find another job, amass some money, and boom. So his whole purpose was just ticking the things off his list. So he didn't care about the career. He didn't even care about the work that he was doing whenever... He went yeah. to get a job. He just got it because all he needed was the coin. So he wasn't attached. Because a lot of times we put our identity in the things that we do. So my work is my identity. So I am a whatever you want to put after that. And that becomes our identity where he detached himself and his identity was inward. So the work that he did made no difference because it was the purpose was to get some coins, save X coins, because the next thing I wanted to do was go live in Brazil. And then that's yeah, how we kind of move through life. Yeah. Which I always quite like that. I like that idea about kind of purpose being like the three tier. Because there's like the, all the kind of, you know, like being plugged into the matrix, doing your, I do this job so I earn this money so I can pay my rent. And that's kind of it. And then 
kind of a greater connecting with a greater kind of issue or something yeah. that you want to help. And then, of course, there's the level of a belief system in which someone has given you, put you on earth to do a, a purpose and you can engage with that or not. But, um, you know, we can't go through the whole podcast without mentioning the matrix. <laughs> so, uh, you sent me the awesome, uh, clip with in, what was it? Reloaded. Yeah. Second one. The second one. Yeah. Where agent Smith comes back to face Neo and says, you know, you've taken away my purpose yeah. thing and that <laughs> face down. So he says, uh, Let's see. Because of you, I'm no longer an agent of the system, unplugged, a new man. But appearances can be deceiving. We are not here because we're free. We're here because we're not free. There's no escaping reason, no denying purpose, because we both know without purpose we would not exist. And then he goes into the uh, awesome, it is purpose that created us, purpose that connects us, purpose that guides us, that drives us, purpose that defines us. Ah, see, I like that. Purpose that defines and so, you. you know, what purpose defines you? Well, I was just going to say, before I tell that secret that yeah. I don't know yet, I'll give myself a couple minutes to think about that. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was awesome to kind of reconnect with that scene because of course that's your kind of analogy so often is like you're plugged into the matrix you're plugged into all the rules and all the the you're bought you're bought into the game that's being played and if you're unplugged from that or you have that moment where you think why am i doing this because i think a lot of us have that don't we We kind of go along go along go along and then something happens and it, it often can be quite small but it cracks open the the belief yeah. in, in that everybody else still buys into. And suddenly you find yourself standing outside of the belief system. And then it's really hard to exist in that place anymore because if you don't believe, then yeah. you can't, can't be there. And uh, that's happened to me in a few different situations. Um, and you have to find your way back, I think, because I did there that is, when I yeah. unplugged. And then you're very It's very lost, disorienting. Disoriented. That's right. And you feel like you've lost your purpose. And, you exactly. ha and it's like you're almost angry because, and I really can identify with that scene because it, that is the emotion. You feel angry. Like, some, like, actually, I wish that that enlightened moment hadn't happened to me because I, mm. I was kind of okay before and now I'm filled with all this doubt and I don't know where else to go with it or what else to do with it. Do you know, I, I had a moment in time because I love the Matrix and then I had my purpose was to unplug people. So I was going to you know, be in a sort of Morpheus and unplugging people and this whole pursue your passion. And then there's a few people that I unplugged in quotation marks. And I saw how they struggled, just how you just described yeah. it. As now, before, they were defined by the purpose of the work that they did. Unplugged, they were happy for a time because they were no longer being bound by that system. But then suddenly they started to become lost because as in... Because in our society, there's really no underlying structure that helps us define ourselves outside of that. Or most people don't have that, you know? Well, they, they, yeah, well, they don't, do they? And, and I think you have to kind of make your own, which if you, come, if you become unplugged, then you have to create your own purpose. Work gives you a purpose when you're plugged in, and the work either gives you a purpose, or your religion might give you a purpose. There's some other system that gives you a purpose when you step outside of that unplug there's, there is no purpose yeah. and if you don't and I think humans maybe we need one so if you don't give yourself one then you become 
lost and the drift and um, which I suppose is why quite a lot of people are drifting over to these like new age here let me help you find your purpose because if you've had that kind of moment of a crack a chink in the in the wall or whatever and you don't really you suddenly kind of feel outside of things you're grasping at, at a new kind of belief system yeah. isn't it and sometimes i feel like cypher i'm like man just plug me back in and make me forget everything because <laughs> it's always a blessing yeah. and a curse in a way yeah because it's it's as you say once you've unplugged it's hard to go back into that sort of space unless you do have your memory kind of wiped of what it's like to be on yeah. the outside and i call it the homer simpson i sometimes wish yeah. i was back in the Homer Simpson mode, you know, he's, he's not caring, you know, because he just, it, it seems It's like, enough for him. Yeah, yeah, just come, have my Duff beer, watch TV, go to the same place on to vacation all the, you know, every year, and just that's accept cool, yeah. that that's just, you know, and not even thinking. As a, Levels we're, of purpose. We're so bliss, exactly. There's no even having this, wouldn't even yeah. have the thought to have this kind of conversation, um, because yeah. that would be coming outside of the, the sort of boundaries of, or that would be on the danger of Unplugging by having yeah. that, that this kind of sort of conversation. So, um, yeah, I think I think that there is a danger, even with the article that we read. I know that you know the the positioning was to, to you know this whole sort of practice your purpose, um, but in 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 essence, it becomes the same thing as the passions. Um, as in mm-hmm. somewhere I gotta have a passion or I gotta have a purpose or what if I don't know what either one of those are yeah. and so without the without the the seed of to give me either one of those things I'm still in the same place as in well, I don't know what my purpose is in relationship to this article nor do I know what my passion is so I'm still stuck and lost yep. so how do I and then the question becomes for me on a bigger level, do you have to have a purpose or a passion? Can I just live? Yeah, can I just As be? As Jay-Z saying, can I just live? <laughs> you know, just live. Yeah. Why do I have to have a purpose, a passion? Why do I have to be in pursuit of some greater thing? Why do I have to be altruistic? Why do I have to be, why can I just be me? Yeah. Yes. That's the question. That's my existential question of the day. Why can't I just be me? Why do I have to have any of this other stuff? Yeah. But society doesn't seem to be built that way. But that's part of the matrix and being in the machine. And maybe, you know, trying to find, you know, there's a potential then if you, maybe, you know, your passion and your purpose is to, oh God, now I'm mixing things up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe kind of the thing that we should all be pursuing then is just to strip things away and you know get back to or just maybe being just me do what you want to do if you want to pursue your passion then pursue your passion so if you want to do if it's obvious to you then yeah. do it and if it's not whatever do, do whatever you do whatever makes you happy whatever that is if you want to drift drift if you want to seek seek if you want to chase but, that, but money. that's the thing isn't it about defining it's always in terms of work, isn't it? Instead of lifestyle. And I have a problem with that too. Cause you know, I think like I said again last week, maybe your passion is to create a certain lifestyle for yourself so that you are less busy or you are less, that, that you're less stressed and you have time to go for walks or you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, or you want to live a certain place and that's kind of, that's what you're, that's what you were aiming to do. I wanted to live here. Yeah, well, the same. I think it's for me. That's the same. 
yeah. same thing as in do whatever it is that you wanted to yeah. to sort of do. If if you want to be a beach bum, then be a beach bum. Be ha- be a happy. Be the, as Muhammad beach Ali, bums are always happy. Well, as Muhammad Ali he said, you know, if you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper that you are. I mean, his thing was, you know, but don't have, you know, just be happy being a street sweeper and be the best one. And if you're not you happy, then be. do something else. Oh well, yeah, then I guess there's that whole thing there. If you don't like that one, do another thing. Um, and yeah, I think I think we have to. And this is the existential argument, isn't it? Is that life is utterly meaningless, but we've got to give it our own meaning. So you've got to come to that. So you got to get to the pit. This is the existential argument. You get to the the pit, the pit of despair. You realize that life is ultimately meaningless, but that then puts the responsibility on you to create meaning to create purpose for your did you take life. me to the pit of despair on my birthday yes to the pit we're looking <laughs> good thing over, you bought me cake we're looking over at the pit right now there's a I pit. see it I see it exactly but now that should liberate well some people fall into the pit and that's it yeah just done. true but because it's like total freedom and because now the responsibility is on you to define your purpose to define your passion to define what life means and not depend on anybody else to give you that. Which a lot of us don't like to do. Just tell yeah. me what to do. <laughs> yeah. All right. How are we winding ourselves up out of this thing? Well, I was going to ask you about Tony Robbins. Tell me what my passion is. But uh, we'll have to save my that purpose. for another episode, I think. <laughs> What's my purpose? Uh, what's your purpose? Am to I be Neo quiet? or Morpheus? Uh, or Yoda? Ooh. Yeah, let's, let's, Yoda. Let's, let's, let's stay with them. If we're in the Matrix, Neo or Morpheus? Who am I? Me. Oh, who are you? Or I could be Trinity. Dude, you're still you're still North Morpheus. <laughs> yeah, Morpheus. You is. are really because you know it's like you want to not be, but you are. Yeah. And there's that moment in uh, you know <laughs> when he in the beginning of the third one where Morpheus like that Neo tells him the one is part of the system right. and everything that you believed and worked towards there's a whole other level to. And he like level. just kind of crack something in him cracks yeah. and it's like he knows that he so that's like morpheus unplugged yes. unplugged from <laughs> unplugged and then unplugged to believe <laughs> but then you know unplugged from his whole belief system that he had yeah. chosen and uh but he still it continues to fight the good fight and i think that is you yeah, yeah. Right. okay now i could buy that you can't you can't be cypher sorry uh, I can't get plugged back in. That's what I've been... I was looking for a way to get plugged back in, but I think you're right. I think once you get unplugged, there's no going back. Not for you. No, you're just stuck outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. I like it. All right. So let's um, let's uh, let's end it then. Let's get back to celebrating your birthday with the remainder yeah, of this cake. Yeah, we've got some cake to eat. And and, uh, would love to hear some of uh, you guys' thoughts in relationship to passion, purpose, do you have either or or both? Does it annoy or you? Uh, does it annoy Does the you? chat about passion <laughs> annoy you? Yeah. Yeah. Is it just another one of those things? But yes. Okay. Good stuff. This episode of the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast is brought to you by people just like you, wonderful listeners. So thank you very much. If you have a spare second and you would want to click over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review or just some stars, that really helps us out a lot and helps other people find us who might enjoy the show. And if you would like to contribute to the show, then you can contribute as little as a pound an episode or less than a coffee an episode. Um, 
If you head over to HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk and click on the contribute button, you'll find all kinds of different ways that you can help us out. Thank you so much if you have already contributed in some way or if you're thinking about contributing and really even just telling other people who you think might enjoy the podcast or um, joining in the conversation is very, very helpful. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sarah Hunt, and on behalf of Clay Lowe, goodbye, and we'll see you next week.